Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Good morning. We are packed to the rafters. Give me a bit of enthusiasm. Good morning. Okay, that was a wee bit better. Um, What nobody has actually said yet is that today's our 11th birthday. So more appropriate, happy birthday. Yes, first service didn't give a cheer, but a cheer is always good. Um, If we haven't met yet, my name's Jamie. I'm part of our youth team here at Lagan Valley Vineyard. And if you're here for the first time today, if you've been dragged along um, to watch someone you love get baptized, you are incredibly welcome. If you've been around this place for a while, you are also very welcome. Uh, We don't exclude you either. It's also Baptism Sunday, which feels like the most appropriate kind of party that a church could throw. Baptism services are like all your best birthdays thrown into one. They're loud, they're a bit chaotic. Your friends and your family are here for you. And yes, even a handful of those people who pat you on the back, wish you well, and leave you turning bewildered to your partner to ask, who is that? Four weeks ago, as a youth team, we launched our first ever baptism pathway for our young people. And over the last four weeks, we've been getting together for an hour before youth each Sunday, journeying the foundations and the questions of baptism, all leading to this moment. The anticipation has been building and we are ready to go. This is a true moment of family celebration. We don't celebrate baptism because the optics are great for our social media. We don't celebrate baptism for a day in the spotlight. We don't even celebrate baptism because surely it's just the sort of thing a church should do. We celebrate because people we know and love, as the psalmist writes, have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. We celebrate because hearts have been undone by a love so great that only one person deserves to be the boss of them. We celebrate baptism because people's lives have been changed. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means, Paul writes in his letter to the church in Rome. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us, is raised into a light-filled world by our Father, a new grace-sovereign country. Although baptism was a common practice in Jewish Israel, Jesus' baptism is the first detailed account of a baptism as we know it in the Bible. And it serves as the model for how we practice baptism, here within the vineyard at least. John the Baptist, for example, dedicated his life, moving from town to town, preaching a gospel of repentance from sin and for people to be baptized in water into their newly confessed faith. Baptism was a tangible outward expression of a new internal reality. Death to sin's power, immersion in God's love and freedom to live a radically new life Baptism became the mark of a liberated people. And all through scripture, there's a consistent link between the presence of water and freedom from the powers of evil and the effects of sin in the lives of God's people. 
when sin had ingrained itself so deeply into the fabric of the created order in Genesis, God put Noah in a boat and he submerged the earth in water to bring about renewal. After 400 years of suffering and slavery in Egypt, God led the Israelites to the banks of the Red Sea. As Moses lifted his staff towards the water, the sea splits and the Israelites become a free people once again as they step through. And on the cross, the ultimate act of liberating love, as a weary Jesus breathed his last, the Roman soldiers pierced his side and what came out? Blood and water. In the same way, we use a wooden bathtub of lukewarm water to resemble this rich spiritual reality that we are lowered under the water to signify our death to sin and we are raised back up into our new life in Christ. When the gospel writers refer to the word baptism in the gospels, they use the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse or to overwhelm. Compare it to how when a piece of cloth is soaked in coloured dye, the very nature of the garment is immediately changed. Baptism serves to represent this depth of transformation in our lives, that Jesus alone occupies the seat of our affection, that our hearts are yielded in trusting surrender to his best for our lives, reunited to loving union with the Father, and renewed so deeply that we become a people who begin to want the things that he would want and do the kind of things he would do if he were us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, Paul declares, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Baptism puts physical form to this spiritual reality. One of the most beautiful and admittedly mystifying things about the sacraments, such as baptism and communion, is that they exist within this tension of being both highly symbolic and highly supernatural. As the gospel writer Matthew recounts the moment of Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River, he says this, the moment Jesus came up out of the baptismal waters, the skies opened up and he saw God's spirit. It looked like a dove descending and landing on him. And along with the spirit, a voice. This is my son, chosen and marked by my love, delight of my life. In this moment, we see the spirit affirm the love of God the Father towards his son, sealing him in the security of his identity as scores of onlookers watched it unfold from the riverbanks. Where for millennia God's presence on the earth was confined to a geographical location, our bodies now become the place where his spirit dwells. Bodies that work and worship. Bodies that go to church and bodies that go for coffee. In both our private and public faith practices, as we model our lives on Jesus' own and imitate him in the things that we do, the spirit is active affirming the Father's love to our hearts, ever making us better reflections of who he is and what he is like. This is the reality to which we can return to time and time again, that we are the beloved of God, 
those whom he calls son and daughter, the ones for whom he would tear open the heavens to tell the world they are mine and I am beyond proud that they are. Richard Foster describes this this way. The life that is pleasing to God is not a series of religious duties. We only have one thing to do, namely to experience a life of relationship and intimacy with God. Baptism stands as a public declaration with our bodies in front of our friends and family and the people that we love that we are willing to spend every waking moment following him step by step into the grand adventure of life in his kingdom, not in ours. We say this all the time around here, but we don't get baptized because we're super mature or because we have everything figured out. Our baptism is a signal of intent. As we come to, let's be honest, which we're all really here for, let me finish with this. For those of us not being baptized, which is the majority of the people in here, let's not disengage from this moment. Let's fan the flames of passion for those who are being baptized. Let's clap and shout and celebrate the significance of moments like this. Specifically to those of you in the room who've been around this sort of thing for a while now, come Lay hands and pray for these guys. As someone in their mid-twenties who gets to spend time on a weekly basis with the teenagers in this church community, can I say we need you more than ever? In a world where commitments blow hot and cold and trends come and go at record speeds, we need heroes of faith, faithful, steady faith to look up to and to emulate. Impart to us the things formed in you over generations and decades of faithful following. And to those of you being baptized, enjoy it. Take it all in. Be embraced. Be celebrated. Let your mum or your mate hold your towel for you and take in every soaking wet moment. And for you, I pray, that out of his glorious riches, the Lord may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen.